Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning, Insta. Good morning, YouTube. Too. 
We will continue to get the gospel everywhere. I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful for this devotional. I'm so grateful for you. I'm just grateful for you. I want to talk a little bit about my Finance You class that we have going on. If you did not know, LMJ Ministries has small groups. Right now, we have a, two small group sessions going that um, I lead. We have a finance small group session going. And we have an ink um, a um, a singles small group session going and right now i am so excited about what i'm seeing going on in these groups um if you're not a part of finance you we will have another session coming up when the next session these are completely free um when the next session thank you for that tammy when the next session comes up of finance you I want to make sure you get registered and you get in. We are learning kingdom principles. We are learning about kingdom finances. And I expect that every person that is connected in the finance group to just be in a different place if they will receive the revelation of what God is doing for us in that group. It is so powerful. Our eyes are being opened. God has given us the strategies and the wisdom. We're getting ready to start focusing on getting out of our debt for the next four weeks and how to pay pray the debt off, and then also to be strengthened in the word because it's the word that strengthens us. And so I'm just very excited. So when you see the opportunity for Finance You to come open again, um, go ahead and get the application filled out so that you can become a part of the next 10 weeks. It's a 10-week session. It's completely online. It's completely free. Um, but we can't believe God for increase, and we don't know how to handle the increase we don't own what we have. We are to just steward over it. And when we are good stewards over what God gave us, then guess what happens? He will increase and give us more, right? And so sometimes we're looking for God to give us more, but we're not stewarding over what we have. So go to the website. If you're not connected to the website, get connected, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Get engaged in the small groups. There'll be another chapter of Single You. Um, I'm also grooming some people to lead and teach those courses and facilitate in those groups. And so you'll, if you're interested in one day being a group facilitator for LMJ Ministries, then I would suggest that you start getting involved in those groups, getting involved in Bible study, stay connected to the ministry, be a ministry partner. And um, once we, for, we'll have an application go out for group facilitators soon. And when we have an application go out for group facilitators, um, I just need you to um, apply um, and, and we'll get you connected. God is doing mighty, mighty things in this ministry. We will be three years old soon and I'm excited just about the third year mark and what God is going to do through us will be three years next week. And um, God, I'm just waiting. I can't wait to see what God does. So today we are still in Ephesians. We're going to get into the word. You ready for the word? Um, I'm ready for the word. I'm ready for what God shared with me in the word. But I need to read. I need to give you something. Last night when I was coming from Bible study, um, I go to Bible study about an hour away. Uh, that's where my church is. And when I was coming from Bible study last night, I was praying for the devotional. And I just kept hearing the word revival. That revival was about to break out. And let's look at the definition of what revival means. Revival means restoration to life, consciousness, vigor, and strength, right? Restoration to use, acceptance, and currency revival is a new production of an old play right so an awakening right so we are getting ready to experience revival and i heard god and anytime i ask god when he gives me something for you or he gives me a word of knowledge i always ask him to back it up in scripture and so he gives me Isaiah 51, and any of you guys know, I read Isaiah 51 the other day, and so I'm just here to tell you revival is coming to you, revival is coming to you, restoration is coming to you, consciousness is coming to you, vigor is coming to you, strength is coming to you, what you thought was played out is about to be revived. I felt that, I felt that. 
What you thought was played out is about to be revived. What you thought couldn't happen, what you thought couldn't manifest. And I'm not talking about it's a long time coming. I know in my spirit that revival is now. You cannot be faithful, right? And even some of, even some of you have not been faithful. He reigns on the just and the unjust. And so I would receive, I'd be like, Lord, I'm receiving. I know I ain't been right. <laughs> Because you know you ain't been right. I know I ain't been right. I know I ain't been tithing. I know I ain't been doing the stuff. I haven't been obeying you. But I'm believing that this is my reset and revival will break out for me, right? But I heard him say revival. And so receive that restoration to life, consciousness, vigor, strength, right? But the, the, the new, a new production, right? right? You're going to receive it. Receive that revival by faith. And I just believe revival is coming to you. Restoration to life, conscious vigor and strength. Receive it. Receive it by faith. Receive the restoration. I receive that in my own. I'm expecting revival to break out daily. I'm expecting to see the hand of God in my life daily. I'm surrendering things to him that I didn't even think could surrender. And remember God gave us Deuteronomy 11 to be obedient. Part of the key is obeying him. Right. And so I'm not going to lecture this morning, but you know, if you haven't obeyed God, you know, if you haven't honored God, so go on and repent, reset and honor him so that you can receive. And he does reign on the just and unjust there. Sometimes you don't have to do anything for God to do what he needs to do for you, but to, to eat the good of the land, to eat the fat of the land, to walk into the fullness of what you want to. You, you, you do need to obey God at all costs. So receive that by faith. Don't, don't receive that on based on whether or not you're worthy. Just receive by faith. Lord, I receive revival in my house. I receive revival in my marriage. I receive revival in my finances. I receive revival in my business. I see, I receive your restoration, restoration, your conscience, your vigor, your strength. Speak revival. Start laying your hands on stuff and say, I just declare you to be revived, resuscitated in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So let me read the scripture I give you. He gave me for it. It's Isaiah 51. And remember, this is a call to trust the Lord. It says, listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were mined. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him, but when I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. See, that's what I love him. He going to comfort. He going to comfort Israel. He going to have pity on her ruins, even if she caused the, the desolation. Come on now. Her desert will blossom like Eden. Her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel. For my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. And I have a date. I told y'all I write in my Bible. 1-18-20, God gave me that. That was January the 18th. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below. Below, for the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lies forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know right from wrong, you who cherish my law in your hearts. Do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults. For the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat them as it eats wool. But my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up, wake up, O Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Flex your mighty arm. Rouse yourself as in the days of old. When you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile. Are you not the same today, the one who dried up the sea, making a path of escape through the depths so that your people could cross over. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. Revival will return, will revive, will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear and they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans? 
who wither like the grass and disappear. Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Absolutely not. Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemy? Absolutely not. Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. Soon all you captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up the sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's army, and I put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You've drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have, you have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out its last drops. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you. Desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets. Helpless as antelopes, caught in a net, the Lord had poured out his fury. God had rebuked him. But now listen to this. You afflicted ones who sit in a drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the sovereign Lord, your God and defender says. See, I've taken the terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand that cup to your tormentors. Thank you, Lord, for changing your mind. And those who said we will trample you into the dust and walk on your back. So Isaiah 51 is the word that breaks up revival, right? Thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for reviving us. We thank you for revival breaking out. We thank you for restoration. We thank you for consciousness. We thank you for vigor. We thank you for strength, right? My God, I thank you, Lord. And you can ask Daddy God, just ask him, Lord, show yourself strong in my life today. Show me you today, Lord God. Let me experience you today. Let me experience your glory. Sometimes we forget to ask him that, but you can ask him that without any problem. Let me read one more scripture to you, and that's Proverbs 5. It says, my son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. For she cares nothing about the path to life. She staggers down a crooked trail and doesn't realize it. So now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray away from what I'm about to stay. Stay away from her. Do not go near the door of her house. If you do, you'll lose your honor and you lose. You will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish. When disease consumes your body, you will say how I hated discipline. If only I had not ignored all the warnings. Oh, why didn't I listen to my teachers? Why didn't I pay attention to my instructors? I have come to the brink of utter ruin and now I must face public disgrace. Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Why spill the water of your springs in the streets? Having sex with just anyone. You should reserve it for yourselves. Never share it with strangers. Let your wife be a fountain of blessing for you. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. She is a loving dear, a graceful doe. Let her breast satisfy you always. May you always be captivated by her love. Why be captivated, my son, by an immoral woman or fondle the breast of a promiscuous woman? For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. And that's Proverbs 5. So in any time you see yourself going into foolishness, go get you some wisdom from the word. Like go get you some wisdom from the word. Anytime you see yourself leaning into foolishness, like go get you some wisdom from the word and ask the word to help strengthen you out. We talked about the strength of God yesterday and we're going to see this strength today and i'm going to read um we're back in ephesians and we're talking about 
the power today. I got the power. You need the power. You need the power of God in your life. And we talked about being strong yesterday. We were in Ephesians 6 and we talked about being strong in the Lord. And so you need power. You need God's wisdom for every circumstance. You need God's wisdom for every situation. You need the wisdom of God. You don't need the wisdom of man unless the wisdom of man is coming to you from the wisdom of God, but you need the wisdom of God. Like you need to be anchored in the wisdom of God. And so let's get back into Ephesians. Let's keep chewing on Ephesians. We focused on the strength. We know that Paul wrote to us and said to us, you need to strengthen yourself in the Lord, right? And I told you, he, we, I gave you 1 Samuel 30 and 6, where it said that David strengthened himself in his Lord God. He didn't strengthen himself in other things. Lord God, I pray your people have eyes to see and to become strong and strengthened to you in Jesus, Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning on this devotional like never before. Give us revelation. Give us revelation of your word. Let us have revelation. Download into us, Daddy God. We open our hearts to receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. And so you got to begin to ask God for sound. That's good, Shonda. Ask God for sound wisdom. Lord, give me wisdom. Do not let me be wise in my own eyes. And so in this last part of Ephesians, we are getting into the part where um, Paul talks about spiritual warfare. But if you've been paying attention, God has been prepping us to understand the way that we're going to war spiritually is by being light, being more light, that we are living by his precepts, that we are living by his word. And so yesterday I told you first, we got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, right? And then we're going to put on the full armor of God. We're not even getting into the armor yet. Today, we're going to talk about the power, but in order to combat, in order to be able to fight, right? Um, you are going to have to have his power. You're going to have to understand what it is to have his power. If you do not have the power of God, you're going to be easily beaten. If you keep trying to do this in your own eyes, you're going to be easily beaten. And the way you get power is through prayer and through the word and asking God for his power. God's power will strengthen you and it is supernatural, right? And so you've been in basic training. Come on now. You've been in basic training. We're in basic training. And so before you go to war, we got to make sure that you are strong in the Lord right? And in the power of his might and not in yourself. A lot of times when people go into the military, they'll, oh, I got the knowledge or, or they think they have an understanding of the military, but not until they go into training, do they realize what's required of them? Come on, Holy Ghost. Then they begin to realize what's required of them, right? Remember we talked about that for marriage? It's not a lot of times we don't spend enough time prepping ourselves in our singleness, right? And so then we're not properly strengthened when we get married. A lot of times in our singleness before we have kids, we don't spend enough time. We don't understand the mission. We're not seeking God for the strategies for the wisdom, for the mission. We don't understand what God is calling us to. And because we don't understand what God is calling us to, we're not properly prepared. We try to come out of basic training too fast. We, we try to come out of basic training. I, I, I've only shot a gun a couple of times. And I remember when I was younger, one of my friends had a gun and I was like, I wanna shoot this gun. And so they took me out into an empty field to show me how to shoot the gun, right? And so I have the gun in my hand and I'm and I'm doing like this because I I I I'm scared to be honest to squeeze the trigger. And then when I finally squeeze the trigger, the kickback and the power that came out of the gun shook me up. I've never shot a gun since. The kickback and the power that came out of the gun I, I blew my mind. I was not prepared for the power. I was not prepared. I had not submitted myself in prayer. I had not spent enough time. Like we, And we do that as Christians. We don't submit ourselves enough in prayer. We don't spend enough time with God and we're not prepared and we need the power, right? The, the gun, the bullet couldn't be released from the gun until I squeezed the trigger. 
My God, the bullet could not be. It couldn't be released until I squeezed the trigger. And so it was the squeeze of the trigger. The gun could lay there all day long with no effectiveness. It would just be the gun. The force, the power was me squeezing the trigger that released the bullet. And so the same, but I had to have the knowledge and the wisdom and the understanding behind the gun that I held. And I'm going to be honest, I did not. And so the kickback, the gun scared me because I didn't really understand the gun, right? And a lot of times things in the word scare us because we don't understand it and we're not properly prepared and we move too fast. One of the jobs of basic training in the word is to build us up. It's to build us up. It's to build up your physical strength. It's to build up your spiritual strength. One of the reasons God gave us this daily devotional was to build us up so that we can be strong enough, so that we can understand our weapons, so that we can understand our armor. But a lot of times we'll move ahead. I told y'all yesterday, I am... Because I have so much wisdom and knowledge in the Lord does not mean I'm complete in the Lord in his wisdom and knowledge. I gain and grow in wisdom daily. I never come before the word assuming I'm already there. I don't. Am I very wise? Yeah. But guess what? I'm not wise in my own eyes. And I would be foolish to act like I'm there, that I got all the answers, that I don't have more to learn. I told the other day, Lord, I said, I have so much more to learn about you. I have so much more to learn about your word. I have so much more knowledge to gain about who you are and what you're requiring of me and what ministry really means. I have so much more knowledge of that, right? And so, so we have a great purpose. We're getting built up. We're understanding and we're understanding. So we found out yesterday, our strength is not in us. We're not doing strength in us. We're not going to be strong in us. We can't afford to be strong in our own strength. We have got to become strengthened in the Lord. So let's get next to this next part of this scripture, which is in the power of his might, right? Power is how to get this strength. That's how you get the strength. You get the strength through his power. And it's not through just saying words. Remember we had the conversation before. A lot of times we will have mental assent and we will mimic the word of God, but ain't no power. We'll pray and ain't no power. If you praying and ain't nothing move, we're power, we're power, ain't no power, right? No, y'all, we don't use the weapons of the world, right? We don't. So right now, in order to get the strength we need, the strength we need comes through his power. And it's not just I make a confession. I make confessions all the time, right? It's not an incantation. It's not a no million. It's not a spell. It's not, I'm just walking around saying, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might over and over again, and it's going to happen. No, those are mental games and they won't accomplish anything. This is not mental. This is not mental. This is understanding that in the power of his might, his power comes from you. Now the power comes from you. So let me give you might and power. And then I want to take you and talk to you about the story. Might is inherited power or force, right? That's what might is. I told you the gun cannot be used until the trigger is pulled. Might is a reserve of strength. That's what might is. Might is a reserve of strength. And then power is the exercise of the might, right? When I pulled the trigger, that was the power. My God, there's so much in that. There's so much in that. So God has so many reservoirs of might, right? That can be re realized as power in our Christian life. But his might doesn't work if we sit by passively. Come on, Holy Ghost. The might does not work if we sit by passively. The might doesn't work if we sit by and we're just, oh, I, oh, I belong to the Lord. I belong to Jesus. That doesn't work, right? His might only works when you rely on it and when you step out and when you do the work. That's when his might is going to work. You cannot rely on it and not do no work. You cannot rely on it and not study your word. You cannot rely on it 
and not pray. You cannot write, write on, rely on it and not walk in faith. So we gotta, we've got to make sure that we are relying on it, that we're stepping out, that we're doing the work, right? We cannot, we can't, we, we can do work and not rely on it. We can work in our own strength and not rely on his power. We can, but when we do that, we're going to see it come up short every time. You're going to see it come up short. You're going to see it not manifest every time. So you, you need the, you got to exercise the power. You got to pray. You got to eat the word daily. You got to get the wisdom for the warfare. You've got to seek the face of God. You've got to receive the Holy Spirit. You've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. You've got to fight the mind battles with the word. You've got to make a decision. Recently, my friend Jess and I, every time a thought has been coming in our head, we have been saying, that is not my thought. That is not my thought. And I will only think on things that are pure and lovely, noble, and of good report. And I've been seeing myself strengthen when thoughts try to come to me. But I have to capture the thought. And I'm not capturing it in my own strength. I'm not letting that thought play. I'm capturing that thought in the word. That is how his might can come, can come to, to fruition. So you got to... No, you got to know, you got to know. And this is not, I do everything and God does nothing. It is not, I do nothing and God does everything. It's we're working hand in hand. I'm trusting God. Remember yesterday we talked about casting our cares. I'm casting my cares. I'm trusting God with this circumstance and situation. I'm not going to work this out in my own strength. I'm not going to try to fix my marriage. I'm going to implement the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit be in my marriage. I'm not going to try to rationalize my truth. I'm going to live in the truth of the word. And the way that I live in the truth of the word is that I operate in love because God gave us the greatest commandment to be love. I'm operating in kindness. I'm eating the fruit of the spirit. Well, how do I get the fruit of the spirit? It's produced through the Holy Spirit. It's produced through wisdom. It's produced through his word. It's produced through spending more time with him. It's produced in prayer. It's produced in saying, God, I don't have enough and I need all of you. Like, I don't have enough. There is no business that I run without God. There is no, no business. And people will say, you got to have practical strength. I'm like, nope, you got to have the Holy Spirit. You got to have the Holy Spirit. When God started calling me into media, when God started calling me into writing, when God started calling me into publications, when God started calling me into being an entrepreneur, I had gone to school and got all these degrees. <laughs> But I didn't know God was going to begin to lead me into another direction of something so powerful. Everything that I've gained, I've gained through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit because I trust God more than I trust myself. And because I'm not going to lean into my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge him in all my ways and he's going to lead and direct my path. And since I've been living like that, I make less mistakes. I wait on God, right? And I'm, I watch his power become inherent in my life because I've learned to trust God more than I trust myself. And it produces a long lasting result. When you trust yourself, you're only going to get a result that lasts so long. And so it's not, and it's not in just what I say. It's not, I'm saying God. It's not, I'm acknowledging God. It's I'm doing God. It's I'm living God. It's I'm living out Christ daily. It's I'm honoring God in everything. It's not me quoting or putting or posting the scripture. So God has the might you, you, you need, right? To overcome. So let's go to the story of David and we're going to wrap this up. When God showed me this yesterday, he, he was like, here's the biblical example of the might of the power of what happens with David. And you got to listen to this story. We've all heard the story of David and Goliath, but there's so much evidence of God's power in what happened with David and what was happening in David's life. And so I'm like, this is, this is big. So, so let me read this to you. So Jesse sent David, I'm going to paraphrase and then I'm going to read. Jesse sends David into Saul's camp, right? So we know that David was the son of the man named of Jesse. He was an Ephrathite 
And Ephrathite is Ephrath. Ephrathite was a tribe of Judah. That's what he was. So he was an Ephrathite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at the time. And so three of his sons were in war. And he had sent, David was the shepherd. David was the youngest. And he had sent David to go check on his brothers. He said, look, take them some bread. Take some cheese to the commanders of the army. Go and see if we're faring war. And so as David gets there, he left the sheep. He left them with the shepherd. As he get there, they're battling the Philistine. Here's the funny thing. The Philistines didn't even have power. The Philistines didn't even have power. Because if the Philistines had had power, they'd have ran up on the, they would have ran up on the Israelites. They didn't run up on the Israelites because they knew the God that the Israelites served. They had already heard the story. But what they were doing was, come on, they were intimidating the Israelites through fear. They were intimidating the Israelites by a giant. Goliath appeared to be strong when he had no strength at all. My God, that'll preach. That'll preach. He appeared to be strong when he really had no strength at all. Because if he was so gangster, right? If he was so big, if he was such a force, then he wouldn't have ever asked them to come out. He said, come out, come out. Y'all come out and I'll defeat you. If he was who he was, he'd have ran up on them. When I'm, when I'm about it, I'm going to approach you. <laughs> when I'm that strong, I'm going to approach you. I'm not going to stand on the other side of it and yell taunting. And many of you, that's what the enemy has been doing to you. He's been taunting you by looking big. He's been taunting you by looking giant. He's been taunting you by making you think that his, he can defeat you and that he's bigger than you. And because he knows, I told you that's the strategy. He, dis, he, he watches you. He watches you because he knows you don't have God's power operating in a particular area in your life. He'll magnify it even greater. He's going to magnify the problems in your marriage. He's going to magnify the problems in your finances. He's going to magnify your singleness. He's going to magnify the problems with your children. He's going to magnify. His thing is to get it to grow so big that you will fear it and that you won't attack it and you won't rely on God's power and strength. So Goliath had been um, antagonizing him. He was talking trash to him, right? And so he just would come out. He said, I'm the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be your slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deep and deeply shaken. And so when they when David gets on the scene, right? David hits the scene, he leaves the keepers, and David heard him shout out what he said. And and he's looking around and all the Israelite army is running away and they're in fright, right? They don't even know they have the power in the camp. They don't even know that they have the power. They haven't even recognized that they are God's chosen people. They forgot about what God did for them before. They forgot about how God brought them out. They forgot about how God promised them victory. They forgot about what that they were God's chosen people. They forgot about what God said about them. And so he hears them and they're like, have you seen? He said, have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. Talking trash. That's all he's doing is talking trash, right? The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldier standing nearby, what will a man give for killing the Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine? I love David because David gets gangster. He said, who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God. See, God, David knew the power of God. He, he knew the power of God. He didn't say the armies. He didn't say the armies of Saul. He never identified them as the armies of Saul. He said, who is this Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to define the art, defy the armies of the living God. That has got to be your position. 
Who is this enemy anyway that defy, that sits to defy me when I am a child of the living God, my God? And he said, and these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that it is the reward for killing him. But when David's older brothers, Eli, Eliab heard David talking to the men. He says, what are you doing around here anyway? He demanded. See, look at the enemy. He says, what about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. He tried to reduce David. He tried to reduce David in that moment. He tried to leave David thinking he didn't have enough God with him and in him to even be there. He tried to make, at the last minute, the enemy tried to make him feel like he was worthy, that the battle couldn't win. My, come on now. He says, what have I done now, David replied. I was only asking a question. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent from him. See, David knew he didn't just, David was staring up something in the camp because he knew he wasn't just supposed to walk before the king. You're never just supposed to go before the king. You've got to be sent for. So his boldness started stirring up something in the camp. His boldness started putting them in a position where people were beginning to say, who is this asking? Who is this not worried about the Philistine? So King Saul sent for him. He says, do not worry about the Philistine, David said. I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since youth. But David persisted. He said, I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. His strength and power. See, David knew who he was in God. He never said the armies of Saul. This wasn't Saul's army. Saul was only in position because of God. Saul was only in position because of God. Yeah, David was about that life. David understood that his power and strength came from God. David understood, I've already defeated the lion. I've already defeated the bear. And you need to understand, you've already defeated the enemy through Christ Jesus. You've already defeated him through Christ Jesus. You just got to become steadfast in the fact, my God, I've already defeated the enemy through Christ Jesus. You're already in a fixed fight. So he said, Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor. Remember, I told you, not in your own strength, not, not in your own strength. He said, then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on strapped a sword over it and took a step or two to see what it was like for he had never worn such things before he said i can't go in these he said i can't go in these he protested to saul he said i'm not used to them so david took them off again he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into the shepherd's bag then armed only with his shepherd's staff you gotta hear this you gotta see this he said only on, on armed only with his shepherd's staff. Oh, oh, the Lord is my shepherd, baby. I shall not want. <laughs> I shall not. He leads me besides the still one. You got to understand that armed only with his shepherd's staff. That's all he got. I love this. And slingshot. He started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the name of his gods. Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied with confidence. I see David with confidence. I see David with boldness. No, David never, ever, ever found his own strength. David replied to the Philistine. He said, you come to me with sword. You come to me with spear. You come to me with javelin. But I come in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defied today, the Lord. You see this? He never did this on the own. He said, today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give the dead bodies of your men 
to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know there is a God in Israel. There is a, the whole world would know that there is a God in Israel and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to the attack, David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag. My God, again, he's reaching into his shepherd's bag. He's not relying on his own strength. He's not trying to fight Goliath on his own territory. He knows Goliath is bigger than him. He knows Goliath is stronger than him. He knows the danger he's standing in, but he stood firm in the fact that God would rescue him, that God would heal him, that God would protect him, that God would provide for him. He wasn't going to war in his own strength. He was going to war in the strength, in the power, in the might of God Almighty. So he says, and Goliath moved closer to attack. David quickly ran out to meet him, reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone. He hurled it with the sling and hit the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled, my God, and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him because he wasn't dead yet. He knocked him out. He knocked him out with the word. He knocked him out in the strength and the power. Then he took the sword and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and run. Then the men of Israel and Judah gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Akron, and they were dead. Your power of what you need to fight is not in your strength. It's not in your strength. It's not in your own strength. You've been struggling and fighting in this too long. And God is like, I got the power. I got the might. You get on your face before me. You seek out my presence. You turn your face towards him. He didn't, you turn your face towards me. You become steadfast in my word, in my truth. And I'm the same God that's going to bring you out again. I'm the same God that's going to lift you up again. I'm the same God that's going to provide for you again. I'm the same God that's going to protect you again. I'm the same God that's going to advance against your enemy. I just need you to trust me and not trust you. I just need you to not be in your wise in your own eyes. I need you to seek my face. I need you to seek out my word. And if you begin to do this, then guess, guess what's going to happen? Guess what's going to happen? I'm going to defeat the enemy for you. I'm going to defeat the enemy for you. The same God, the same God that taught him how, and, and was it with him when he took on lions and bears was the same God that would defeat his giant. And he didn't have to do, he didn't have to defeat, but the one giant for everybody else to scatter. He didn't have to do, but stand strong for everybody else to scatter and everybody else to advance. And so your strength and your power is in God. Your might is in him. You've been trying to carry this way too long. And God is saying to you, daughter, and God is saying to you, son, you do not have to carry this. You just got to put your strength in me. You got to put your trust in me. You got to recognize that I am the king of glory. I am the Lord strong and mighty and battle. And what is it that God gives us a word and tells us revival is getting ready to break out? Come on now. I'm getting ready to restore you. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to prove to you that I'm getting ready to prove to this world that I am God. I'm getting ready to prove to this world that I am God. I'm getting ready to prove this to this world that I am God. Revival is going to break out, not because of you, but because I'm God. And I need to show myself strong in your life. So those that do not believe, those have those who do not understand, understand without a doubt that I am God Almighty. What a word. What a word. What a word. Can I give you this? Can I just give you this little piece and we're going to go and I'll pray for you? These are the things, and this was not written by me. This was written by Martin Lloyd-Jones. Lloyd and he said, these are the things that Christians waste their strength on. I want you to have this. So make sure you're writing down. These are the things that Christians waste their strength on. This is what's going to strap, sap your strength out, okay? One, committing to too many spiritual works or things. Being all over the place will sap your strength. 
I this this was powerful. Too too much conversation, talking too much, too too much too much conversation, conversating too much about the circumstance, conversation saying too much about the problem, too much conversation. Three arguments, debates, and wrangling. <laughs> Four laziness. Five too much time in the wrong company. Too much time in the wrong. Six, too much foolish talking and glory. <laughs> I mean, too much foolish talking and joking. Seven, the love of money and or career. These are the things that take your power. Eight, a desire for respectability and image. You want everybody to respect you. You want it to be about you. Nine, an unequal yoking with an unbeliever. Six, ungodly entertainment. I mean, I'm sorry, 10, ungodly entertainment. And then a wrong attitude towards or doubting the word of God. That's what takes your strength. That's what takes your power. That list isn't all inclusive. I'm gonna read it one more time. Committing to too many spiritual works or things, being busy at church, being super busy, saying it's God, overly busy, and it's not even God. Too much conversation, running your mouth too much, arguments, debates, wrangling, laziness, too much time in the wrong company, too much foolish talk and joking, love of money and career, a desire for respectability and image, an unequal yoking with an unbeliever, ungodly entertainment, a wrong attitude toward or doubting the word of God. Those are the things that take your strength and your power. Those are the things that don't allow you to walk in the might of God, right? It'll leak out of you. It'll leak out of you. That's it for today. That's, that's it for today. Let me pray for you. Let me pray that this, you need to chew on this word. You might need to eat this word again this weekend. This was a word. This was a word. God wants to strengthen you. There's might. He wants to give you. He wants you to rely on his might. Then do the work. And then power is going to come, come, come to you. He wants you to rely on his might, his power, his force, right? And then exercise that through prayer and through the word. And then come out of anything that's ungodly or anything that's hindering you. Ask God for the strength to break soul ties. Ask God for the strength to come out of ungodly relationships. Ask God for the strength um, to not be lazy. Ask God for the strength to, to not be wasteful in your time. Ask God for the strength and he'll give you the strength. Don't desire you more than anything else, right? I think I did a word one time, selfies make us selfish. And so... We got to ask ourselves about the things that we're tying ourselves into. God is still working on us all if we let him work. <laughs> if we let the word work, God is still working on us all. If we will allow the word to work in us, it'll bubble something out of us. And we will begin to watch the power of God in our lives. And we can defeat the enemy by being more light by walking in the light, by letting God strengthen us in his power. And be so, because it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So just God, ask God, say, God, show me yourself strong in my life today. Lord, show me, show yourself strong in my life today. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your love. I thank you for transforming us in the image of Christ. Strengthen us today, oh Lord. Strengthen us, strengthen us, strengthen us in your might, Lord God, in your power, Lord God. Do not let us be lazy. Do not let us be wise in our, your own eyes. Let us go do the work so we can experience your power. David had to be bold. David had to trust you. David had to be in faith. David had to understand that it was not him ever, that it was all you, Lord God. So give us revelation, knowledge. Let us chew on this word so that we can walk in the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. My God, thank you for the word today. Thank you for the word today. Let me extend first. If you've not accepted Jesus Christ, here's your time. That's how you get your power. By accepting Jesus Christ, by making him Lord and Savior in your life, by going to get baptized and me discipling you. It starts with repenting as a sinner. It starts with repenting if you've been operating in your own strength. 
And then let me disciple you. Stay connected to this ministry. And then I want to offer you another opportunity. Won't you partner with us? Won't you make a decision to be a partner with LMJ Ministries? We need your partnership so we can continue to get the gospel throughout the world. We're in countries that you didn't even know or you couldn't imagine. We are in other countries. And so we need your partnership. And thank you to all of our partners that have continued to give and continue to help us advance the gospel, continue to help us feed the hungry, continue to help us go minister to the sick, continue to allow us to be exactly what we need to be to this world. So won't you consider becoming a monthly partner? No amount is too small. No amount is too small. Every amount helps advance the kingdom. Do one more favor for me. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God through you. Thank you for your fellowship. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Invite someone in. Share the devotional. Peace. Love y'all. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.